Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. If you would, why don't you find the Old Testament book of Hosea, and that is after the book of Daniel. Glory to God. Hosea, and and go to the uh, fourth chapter tonight. I want to talk to you about this subject, pursuing the knowledge of God. I have been a pursuer of the knowledge of God for almost 42 years now. And I must say that today it's a little uh, different than it was back those 42 years. Uh, In those days... Most churches didn't even record the services. <laughs> we didn't start that until sometime, you know, a little bit in the 80s there when we started doing that. And uh, so, you know, you just didn't have, you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have all the uh, podcasts and you know, all the availability, you know. When we first started selling cassette tapes, I'm telling you, we, we couldn't hardly keep the things in. We'd just order and order, and we ordered off a, off a company, and we'd just order and order, and, and then, you know, we switched to CDs, and we'd, we'd sell those. And now you don't hardly sell much of those any longer uh, because people can go online and download. Why do they all listen to their phone? You know, you can't you buy a vehicle today, and it doesn't have... You know, a, a CD player in it. You know, I, I, uh, I, I did research on it, so I know a little bit about it. Because you know, uh, uh, I found out that in 2023 there were four vehicles that were made that had CD players in them. And uh, you know, because I was trying to get Miss Phyllis a vehicle with a CD player in it, but it just wasn't going to work for what she wanted. And so, but anyway, so I put her one in. Praise God! You can still buy them. And uh, so I, I put one in there for her. And because we still use CDs, we still have cassettes, but we just don't have much left to play them on, all right? And um, no, we don't have, yes, I do. I about, about told an untruth there. I started saying, no, I don't have reel-to-reels. Yes, I do. I have reel-to-reels of A.A. Allen in my closet. Amen. And still, you know, all the, the you know, we don't have any eight tracks left, so thank God. Uh, but my point in saying that is, you know, today really uh, is so available that there's not any reason for not pursuing the knowledge of God. Yeah. Amen? You know, I mean, I just, you know, I remember when I just get so excited, man, I'd be able to scrap, scrap together, scrape together some money and, and buy some cassette tapes, you know, and, uh, you know, order as, as many as I could, just, just, so, just so excited. I, I remember one time, this is just the way we thought in those days. I was small thinking, but yet money was bigger in those days than it is today, but I remember one guy had a prosperity, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, album. I don't know, he had several tapes in it for a hundred dollars. And it's like, man, if I had a hundred dollars, I wouldn't need your teaching. You know, I would have thought I have arrived. Praise God. What do I need you now? I've got a hundred bucks, but, uh, <laughs> but things have changed. Amen. And so here I am 42 years later and I'm still pursuing the knowledge of God. And I want to talk to you about that tonight because it's very vital that we understand this principle. 
let's go in our Bibles, like I said, to Hosea chapter 4, and I want to read part of verse 6 where it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Notice God didn't say the world's destroyed for lack of knowledge. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so there's another scripture, Isaiah 5, 13, that says, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And so one of the things that I learned very early in my Christian life is this, that the more I could learn about God, the more I could get a hold of the knowledge of God, the freer I was going to be in my life. Because Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And so I just learned that the more of that, the more of the truth I got in me, the freer I was going to be. I came out of a lifestyle that wasn't good. You know my testimony of drugs and alcohol. And uh, I came out of that lifestyle. But here's what I found out. Acts 19.20 says this. I love this. It says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. And I saw that in my life, the more of the word I got in me, it grew and it started prevailing over everything. It started taking charge. Hallelujah. And so, you know, it, Jesus said it like this. You know, in John 17, he said, sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. So what is the truth? You know, people go, well, I got my truth. You got your truth. They got your truth. No, there is only the truth. The truth. And so the, Jesus said, God's word is the truth. Amen? So we live in a time today, you know, where everybody's got their truth. Well, I, I'm entitled to my truth, and, you know, I'm entitled to my truth. Well, it doesn't make it right just because you think it's true. You know, um, somebody sent me a text. One of you church members sent me a text the other day about, about a book that they were reading. And uh, they said, you ever heard of this book? And do you know anything about this? And, and all, and I said, well, no, not really, I don't. And they said, well, I'm, I, somebody gave it to me, I, guess, I think for Christmas or something. I remember what they said now. But, they, but I like what they said. I remember what you said, Pastor, for something to be scriptural, it's got to have scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that didn't originate with me, but I've claimed it now because I think it's so good. Praise God. But you understand that, that the truth is concrete, isn't it? There, it isn't, you know, like we, we have like in our own country, we have a, a two different thoughts about our Constitution. One that it's, you know, that it's fluid, it's, it's moving, it's changing with society. Others is like, no, they got it right the first time. And I'm on the side they got it right the first time because it has produced the most liberty of any nation I know of. And so I think they got it right. I don't think there's any change in it. You know what? Like one, one minister was talking about one of the news networks said that we needed to, uh, us Christians needed to bring our Bible into the 21st century. And he said, well, what we need to do is drag our culture through the Bible. Amen. We don't need to change our Bible. We need to change the culture. Because our Bible's never going to change. How many know that? You can rewrite it. You can say it says whatever you want it to say. But in the end, the Word of God stands forever. Hallelujah. And I'm glad we got something concrete, something firm, something we can look to and know that that's not changing. Things have changed over the last... A lot of things have changed over the last 
uh, 40 years of my life. Some's been good, some hasn't been so good. But there's been a lot of changes. But the Word of God stays the same. Hallelujah. And we don't need to re-update the Bible. We don't need to update our Constitution. It, it, it was, it, they did it right. Hallelujah. Amen. Matter of fact, it's really amazing. It had to be God, and they had to have God's help to see the things that, that they could see that would come on the horizon and to plan for it. Praise God. So, one of the things that we have to do is if, if we have to pursue the knowledge of God. Look at the sixth chapter of Hosea, and I want to read a verse there Hosea chapter 6. And I'm going after something, and we'll get there in just a minute, but let's lay this foundation. So I learned this early in life that, man, the more of the word I can get in me, the freer I'm going to be. The more of the knowledge of God I get, the freer I'm going to be. Because the truth makes you free. Hallelujah. And so here in Hosea chapter 6, verse 3, Hosea said, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. Or some translations say, if we pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Or that would be what the King James is saying, is if we follow on, we're pursuing to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and He shall come to us as the rain, as the latter and former rain under the earth. Well, that's something, I don't know about you, but I want the Lord coming to me as rain. You know, rain brings refreshing. Rain brings harvest. Wasn't the rain today great? We hadn't seen rain for a while. I, I, man, when I... Last night, woke up, and it was raining. I'm thinking, hallelujah. Praise God. We need rain. And thank God, you know, I looked out there, and already my grass is perking up. You know, I have a sprinkler system, but it just doesn't do the same as what heaven can send. It just doesn't. It's not the same. And uh, when that rain comes from heaven, that grass, it perks up. It looks greener. It looks fuller. It, it's, it's talking to me, looking out the window. Come mow me. Come mow me. Hallelujah. Well, listen, God wants to come to us as the rain, but we got to follow on to know Him. we got to pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Hallelujah. And no other knowledge can do for you what the knowledge of God will do. You know, well, I've got a degree in this and i got a degree in that. Well, that will help you in that area of your life, but it won't help you spiritually. No. Only the knowledge of God will help you spiritually. You know, people think, well, you know, what, what uh, you know, how many... PhDs and letters do you have behind you? Are you doctor? Are you Dr. Pearl? Or is that who you are? Listen, let, here, here's the thing we have to know. is It's not a matter of what man knows. It's a matter of what the, the Holy Ghost knows. Hallelujah. You know, and if you go, you know, if you go to a, like a Bible school, if you go to a Bible school that teaches the Word of God, you found a good thing because not many do any longer. They teach all kinds of things, but how I many know we don't need to know? You know, people like like Bible school. Sometimes you can learn about when when Job went through his trial. You know, and I really don't care when he went through it. I want to know how he got out of it. Amen. You may find some of those things interesting, but you know, the most important thing is how do you get out of one if you get in one? That you'll only find from God's word. Amen. <laughs> you know, so. So we, we have to understand that, that the knowledge of God, it's a different knowledge. You know, we have our sense knowledge, which, that which our senses can pick up, you know, the five physical senses. But, but they can't pick up this knowledge. Uh, this is only revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And this, this will change your life. Amen. You know, listen, 
I know my life was radically changed when I got a hold of the Word of God. And did it help my intelligence? Absolutely. It was the life of God. It helped my intelligence. It helped everything. You may say, well, you still need some help. Well, so do you. <laughs> I mean, we all still need some help, you know. Uh, but, but my point is, is I'm not so much pursuing, you know, the natural knowledge. I'm pursuing God's knowledge. Because Paul told, Paul told Timothy, he said, that the, the scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. Amen. Amen. Go with me to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. You know, lo, you know, learn all you can learn, but don't, leave, don't, don't do it at the expense of letting go of, you know, the knowledge of God. Your main pursuit should be the knowledge of God if you're a believer. Did y'all hear that? Your main pursuit should be the knowledge of God. Now, you need to know, because you're still living in the natural, so you need to know some natural things. Let me know that. You know what I'm saying? You might as well learn all you can, amen, and use it. You know, I mean, if it's good stuff, you know, you, you, know, you can use, learn it. But don't, don't do it at the expense of not pursuing the knowledge of God. Because this is, man, this will not only help you in this life, it'll help you in the life to come. Amen. Say, oh, what, you know, you may learn, and what, what are some degrees you can get? Help me out, somebody. Yeah, but I mean some specific things you would study. What did I hear? Exercise science? I already know all about that. <laughs> Computer systems, all right? You know, guess what? That's going to help you, you know, in this life. If you want to work on computers, right? But it's not going to help your spiritual life. But did you know your spiritual life will help your natural life? Amen. If you decide to go into computer science, you know, how many know that your spiritual life, God, will, God, the more you know about God, really, the more intelligent you get. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if I should even go here because you'd have to open up some things. But Moses knew things that he wrote about that when you look at it in the Hebrew and you look at what he, the words he used, he knew things that our scientists just found out like in the 20th century. Do you know the Bible actually knew the law of relativity? It's in the Bible. The Greek word it uses, that uses for, for, for uh, ages, it uses the word time and space, eons. And so if you knew the Greek, you already knew the law of relativity before uh, Einstein discovered it. I want to start to say Alexander Graham Bell, but he's the guy that got laughed at over the telephone, wasn't he? Yeah. All right. Now, but have me understand you say, well, I didn't know that. Well, you, you do a little Bible study, you'll find this out, that the words that the, that the Bible used long before the law of relativity, it, it was the words for time and space, and it didn't separate them. So, so anyway, just read the Bible, you get real intelligent if you really dig it out. Amen. Now, uh, in, in 2 Peter, look at this, uh, chapter 2, uh, excuse me, chapter 1, let's go there. The Bible says in verse 2, chapter 1 of 2 Peter, and verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God 
and of Jesus our Lord. How many like to have some more grace on your life? How about some more peace that comes through the knowledge of God? Hey, man, you know, the, the world's just, it's hard to find peace in the world, but it's not hard to find peace in the Bible. Because, you know, when you, you know, like, I, would, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about all those people that think that when you die, you're just dead like a dog. It's over with. I'm thinking, man, what a depressing life that would be. Because as you got older, you'd begin thinking, man, this old dog ain't got much time left. But when you realize I'm living for eternity and my best life is not in this life, it's in the one to come. Then you got a lot of peace about getting older. Now, when you're young, you don't think you're going to get older. But believe me, you're going to get there. Amen. And so, <laughs> you're all excited about that, aren't you? Especially the ones that are getting older. Y'all getting older. And it was just the other day, you know, I was like 20-something. And uh, really, seriously, it just like how this happened. But, it, it, you know, when you're living forever, have you know, it doesn't matter. All I'm going to do and all you're going to do if you're a believer is put off this outward body. And I don't know about you, but, you know, i got a better, if, if there's a better one coming, which the Bible says there is, well, thank God I'm ready to exchange. <laughs> right? If I knew there was a place I could get a better body, I'd go, I'd go, buy, it. I'd go buy it right now. Give me one that's the right weight with hair and still has all its teeth. I got most of mine, but there's one missing. At least it's not in front, or I put a gold tooth in for it. No. So it's shine when I'm up here preaching, you know. But have me understand, you can't, you, can't just, you can't just look at the natural. You can't just look at, you know, what, what you see. You gotta, you gotta, there's, the Bible gives us knowledge that's beyond that. Amen? And so you have to understand that, look, uh, the more you know, the more peace you have. The more you know, the more peace you have. And the more I find out about the Bible, the more peace I have. Hallelujah. You know, people are concerned about what's going to happen to our earth and all. We already know from the Bible, don't we? We already know what the Bible says. It already tells us what's going to happen. Amen. Now, so he said uh, that we'd have, uh, you know, grace and peace. Verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Well, what more could you want? All things through the knowledge of him that hath called us by glory and virtue. So we see, you know, we see from this verse that everything that pertains to life and godliness, God's provided it, but it comes through the knowledge. Whereby, by this knowledge, verse 4, by this knowledge, by the knowledge of, of God, uh, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. <clears throat> you know, here's something that we Christians got to get a hold of. I don't know how we ever think we'd ever live free from the bondages that are in this life if we don't pursue the knowledge of God. 
I think one of the most frustrating things as a pastor is trying to help somebody that doesn't want to help himself. It's really hard. It's like some, sometimes people come to you, and they, what they want you to do is have one prayer session with them, lay hands on them, and then all their problems go away. Man, I thought, if that worked, I'd lay hands on me. But they don't want to put any effort into it themselves. You know, they don't, want to, they don't want to dig out the promises of God. If you can do something for me, Pastor, and it's quick, and, you know, I can just have one visit on, on when I decide to come on my time, like you tell your doctor that, like you tell your dentist that, I don't think so. All right, why is it so quiet in here? I'm just being honest. I mean, because people, if you're not going to invest any more than that in it, why should I waste my time if you're not really serious? But I do deal with this. Where people are like, if you could just pray for me, Pastor, and just lay hands on me and everything would go away, my problem would go away, well then, that'd be great. Well, thank God sometimes that does happen. But most of the time, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to do something. Amen. I've learned this. If you want free from a bondage, number one, you've got to decide how bad you want it. How bad do you want it? Because if you don't want it bad enough, don't even mess with it. It's just going to cause you heartache. You're going to get frustrated. You've got to decide how bad you want it. Amen. And then you have to remove all, you have to get rid of all the temptation. Amen. And three, you gotta replace, you gotta replace it with good things, which in our case would be the word. We've got to put the word in us. If we do those three things, we can get free from anything. Now, you know, thank God, I mean, I prayed for people and I mean laid hands on them when they got delivered, but not but but most people aren't that way. Most people they gotta they gotta do something themselves. Yeah. Amen. And so I don't know why I need to have twenty five counseling sessions when you're not doing anything. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just preaching. If you're frowning, then maybe it does mean you. But I'm just saying, why should I waste my time if you're not going to do your part? You know, after a while, you got to do your part, right? Which means you got to put something in. You got, you got to put the word in. You got to pursue the knowledge of God. Because Jesus ultimately said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It doesn't say, you will know the pastor and the pastor will make you free. Man, if I could make you free, I'd make you free. But it takes the Lord, doesn't it? It takes His truth. It takes His Word to make us free. Come on, are you all with me now? See, so, so I don't know how Christians think they're going to be, ever be free from bondage because they'll come to you and they'll say, well, can you help me with this, Pastor? Well, yeah, I can. And then you give them an assignment, you know, feed on these scriptures right here. Well, did you read, look, look those scriptures? Well, not yet. Like if the doctor told you to go home and take this medicine, you wouldn't do it. Most people do it in a heartbeat. They set, they, set the, set a, they set a reminder on their phone. So I really don't know. I don't know what to do. If, if you give a person a prescription and they don't take it, I don't know what else you do. Are you all with me now? I'm not mad. I'm just preaching. I'm just talking about how important the knowledge of God is. I'm not mad at anybody, and I'm not even thinking of anybody. I'm just preaching. That's all. Lighten up, everybody. I'm just preaching. Poke your neighbor and say, I think he's talking about you. You understand, you have, to do, you have to do something. See, the Bible says if you're a doer of the work, you'll be blessed in what you do. Doer of the word. See? 
So there's, there's work to be done. Amen. I'm convinced if I hadn't pursued the knowledge of God, I don't know if I'd be here preaching today. I'm not sure that the world wouldn't have got me back because it tried awfully hard. But because I was busy filling myself with good things, I wasn't really interested in my former life. But I'm convinced if I hadn't have done that, I might have went back. But I, I put something in me, and it was better than what I'd been doing. Hallelujah. His, Jeremiah said, his words, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And so I began to put the word in me, and I wasn't interested in it, really. My friends tried to drag me back. I mean, they came over to the house, you know. Uh, you know, they tried to drag me back, uh, you know, but I wasn't interested in it. I was interested in the word of God. I've hit the ground reading my Bible. I've started listening to people preach. In my days, they were different. Some, preach, some of the preachers are still around. They were in those days, you know, that were preaching, but some, some aren't. But I listened to the preachers of the day, not the unbelieving preachers, the preachers that preach, preach victory. Amen. Yeah. Preachers that preach faith. I didn't listen. I had enough sense. I didn't listen to those, those uh, you know, unbelieving preachers. I knew not to. And I just began to feed on the Word of God. I'd listen, man, to cassette tapes. That's what we had in that day. I'd, I'd uh, read my Bible, and I had enough get up and go to go out and buy some books. How I bought Brother Hagin's books and just devoured them. And, man, I'm telling you what happened. Man, that Word began to grow inside of me, and I began to, the, the more it got in me, the freer I got. Amen. Praise God. I'm still feeding on it, because if it made me free, it'll keep me free. Hallelujah. But I took the initiative. My pastor didn't have to kick me in the, the, the seat of the pants every week to get me in church. I was in the house of God. I was getting fed the word of God. Hallelujah. We had special meetings, man. I was there. You know, I'm going to get fed the word, praise God. And I got free. And if you don't do that, I really don't know how to help you. It's kind of like, you know, I, I've seen doctors get frustrated this way when they, they give a prescription to somebody and they, they come back and say, well, are you taking it? Well, no. And then they're complaining about the problems they have. You know, you know, you know I, I've got all these symptoms. Well, I gave you that, that, I gave you that to help you. And they don't take it. I mean, that's got to be frustrating as a doctor, right? Amen. You know, and so, you know... Uh, I, I'm not just preaching about taking medicine, but I'm just, just saying sometimes they give you things to try to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, you have to do it, don't you? Yeah. You have to be a doer of it, right? Yeah. Now, so, so understand that, that if you're going to be free from those bondages, you've got you've to pursue the knowledge of God. Look at, we're in Peter, so let's just go over to the third chapter since we're already in the book. Let's go over there. Come on, are you getting something out of this tonight? All right, let's go to the, uh, the third chapter. Now, this is Peter's last words to us. How many know what somebody says last is usually pretty important? His last words. You know, I, I don't know why, just the other night, something made me think of it. You know, something triggered my brain this complex mechanism up there, you know. But something triggered my brain. I wonder what some of these, uh, I know what it was. I was watching this movie, and there's this actress on there, and it's an old movie, you know. 
And I remember that somebody saying what their last, her last words was, you know, uh, before she died. And when I thought about what her last words were, which weren't good, when I thought about her last, I said, I wonder what some, some of these famous actors what, that have passed on, what their last words uh, were. And most of them weren't good. Most of them would not, I would not want to be uh, saying those uh, as my last words. <laughs> You know, one of them, you know, he died, you know, of drinking, and he said, I, I shouldn't have switched from scotch to gin. That was his last words. And I thought, well, okay. You know, another one said, you know, don't, don't ask God to help me. I thought, oh, all right. Well, like Jimmy Stewart, you know, his wife had already went on. He said, I'm going to go see Gloria now. I thought, praise God, there's somebody that knew the Lord right there. I'm going to go see my wife right now. Hallelujah. But these are Peter's last words to us. And he says in the verse, uh, verse 18 of chapter 3, he says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, until you get to be a certain age and then you can stop. He didn't say that, did he? He said, just grow in it. Just keep growing. So you may think, well, I know quite a bit now, Pastor. Well, listen, listen now. Uh, maybe you've learned a lot. But you don't know anything compared to what there is to know. Man, I'm telling you, I don't care how much you know, there's more to know. Hallelujah. And the more you know, the freer you'll be. The more you know about a subject in the natural. How many know the more you know about that subject, well, the freer are you, you are with that subject. Amen. Well, I was growing up in the country, you know, as a boy. I didn't, I didn't know the difference between a weed and a blade, of, a blade of grass. If it was green, we mowed it, okay? We just mowed the yard, whatever came up. We didn't think about much about whether it was a weed or grass or anything. And, you know, um, that's just, you know, we just, we didn't mow around things. Maybe the dog, but that's about it, you know. We just, if it was in the yard, it got mowed, you know. And that, I mean, that was country, wasn't it? That was country. At, but when I, Phyllis and I got married, you know, and we lived there in Jasper, and, and I told her, I said, no, I'm not going to keep the yard nice. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> we lived in this subdivision, and the person on this side kept their yard nice, and the person on this side kept their yard nice, and mine looked, stuck out like a sore thumb that first year we were married. And I thought, well, okay, i got to change this. And so I started working on it. And then, you know, now, you know, I can spot a weed from 100 yards. And I'll be out there with my, with my uh, Roundup or whatever that thing is. I, I got some kind of treatment that just kills ortho. And spray that weed and kill that weed and get that out of my lawn. Because the more I've studied, the more I know how to have a good lawn. Because I know all the ins and outs. Not all of them, but a lot of the ins and outs and, and so forth. So, so here's my point. It's, it comes easy to me. I, I can have a nice, man, I can turn your yard into, into a golf course. I'm not going to, but I can. All right? <laughs> but I, I've got the knowledge. It's, it's this easy for me to do. I've, I've, I've got the knowledge of it. Well, the more you know about the things of God, how many know the, 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 the more free you're going to be? Amen? Now, all right. Now, I want you to, uh, I'm going to close here. I want you to go to, uh, I tell you what, let's go to uh, 
Let's go to 2 Corinthians. I know I hear the sirens going off, so if somebody wants to check on the weather, that'll be fine. But I'll preach through it otherwise because they go off all the time when there's a storm coming in. It doesn't necessarily mean there's anything bad going on. I preached through them when we were in the tent one night. Phyllis, remember that. And uh, we had quite a storm, but we, we made it. Praise God. Now, so second, and so I, I, don't, I don't want to turn you loose in that anyway. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, if there's a storm coming, I'm going to keep you here and preach to you. Amen. Everybody stay in the boat. <laughs> now, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, the Bible says, but we all, Paul's a good southern boy, wasn't he? We all, with uh, the King James says, open face or unveiled face. He's been talking about how Moses wore the veil over his face. Beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. Everybody say changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, what he's talking about is when we behold the new covenant, we are beholding the glory of the Lord. And when we do, we're changed, notice the word changed, into that same image. Is anybody, did anybody catch that? So how, you say, I just need this change in my life. We'll behold the glory. Behold the new, keep, keep beholding it and it'll change you. I've never seen any bondage that won't budge to the Word of God. It all will. It all, it'll change you. But you, but you know, here's the, here we go again. Sometimes people don't want to put in that kind of effort. Do they? But we have to put effort into it. it it's, and you, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's daily beholding the glory of the Lord. Amen. Listen, you know, I watch TV, some, some natural TV. I watch sports. I watch Western movies and all that. But that doesn't change you. Amen? It doesn't change you. You know, I, I, I usually don't get too, too uptight about games like Pastor Chuck and have to go watch the end of the, the game to find out who won to watch the game. I don't, I'm not that way. But sometimes when my Irish play... My fight and Irish play football. Like last week, they lost by the very last second of the game. Oh, boy. That really messed with me. <laughs> I thought, I, I shouldn't have saw that before I get ready to go preach in the morning. You know, because I need counseling. <laughs> but you know what? All that doesn't change you. But when I behold the word, I come out changed. Hallelujah. And I do it by reading my Bible. I do it by reading good faith-filled books. I do it by listening to good preaching. Amen. I let people feed me. Amen. Now, this word where he says they're changed, it's the same word in Romans 12, 2, where it says transformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this word transformed, it's the word metamorphosis. How many ever heard that before? All right, what is metamorphosis? Well, it, metamorphosis is the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. This word metamorphosis means this. The only thing it means is a major change will happen. Right? I mean, when that caterpillar becomes a butterfly, that's a major change. Right? No, nobody wants a caterpillar, and most people don't, in, in their house. Butterflies are a different story. Now, 
Listen, here's what this means, all right? This metamorphosis, it means, it means in order to become a butterfly, listen to this now, in order to become a butterfly, the caterpillar had to fall apart completely, decomposed down to its very essence, devoid of any shape or consciousness. It literally dies. There's nothing left of it. How many know that's the way the renewing of the mind will do you? It'll just strip you of everything you were and remake you in the image of God. It is powerful. I was a drug addict. I was a heavy drug user. And in short time, the Word of God remade me. I was telling somebody the other day, I remember who it was now, but I was at the restaurant. Uh, it's been a few months ago in another city. And it was, uh, I saw a guy in there that I knew and ran with before I was saved. Him and his wife were in there eating. So, and the guy that was with me, uh, Brother Greg Davis, he knew the guy too because he used to work with him. And so he's pointing him out and said, hey, look who that is over there. And so I walk over there and I start talking to him. And he says this to me. He says, I hear you're a preacher now. I said, yes. And then he said this, who would hire you to preach? That's what he said. I said to him, I said, well, you know, the Lord does change you. Amen. See, he's still thinking, I'm the old way I was. And who would hire somebody like that demon from hell to preach? That's what he was thinking. And I said to him, I said, you know, the Lord does change it. Well, I remember when we played poker together. Don't you remember that? Well, yeah, I remember that. But that's the old creature. I'm a new creature now because of Christ. But that was just like, you know, he's like, he could see me. All he could see me was the way I was when he knew me. And who would hire you to preach? <laughs> you don't have to tell me what she said, but Pastor Chuck and I were at the hospital in one of my old class. Well, she wasn't in my class. She was a few years younger than me, but she knew me too. And I think she said about the same thing to him, like, what? God changes you. It's called metamorphosis. It's called renewing of the mind, transformation, praise God. And so I wasn't, I'm not, you know, it didn't take long before that began to kick in because I gave myself to it. I fed on it. I'd spend hours a day in the Word of God. I didn't have anything better to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I mean, I wasn't interested. I'm not saying any of these things was wrong, but I lost interest in everything else. I lost interest in it. All I wanted was the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. And so this change takes place. Let's close by going to 1 John. Did you get something tonight? Amen. All right, 1 John. I'm just talking about pursuing. No matter how many years you've pursued the knowledge of God, you're not done pursuing. You've got to keep pursuing. There's always more. About the time you think you... Brother Hagin used to say it like this. He said, about the time you think you got it, You'll find out you you'll find your head where you find your feet where your head used to be and your head where your feet used to be. No, we haven't arrived yet. Our goal is to is the image of Christ, right? Isn't that right? So we all quote that scripture religiously. You know, people, we you don't you've learned better, but a lot of people quote that scripture. 
you know, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. And people tell you, well, anything bad happens to you, it's going to work for your good. But you have to finish reading. To them that are called according to His purpose, what's His purpose? Well, the next verse tells you what His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He did predestinate to be made, to be conformed into the image of His Son. So those that are following on and pursuing the knowledge of God, being conformed to the image of His Son, anything that comes against them, God will turn that thing around for you. Because that knowledge working in you, what the Bible says, they're exceeding great and precious promises that deliver us from this, the lust in this world, the corruption that's in the world. And so, you, you know, the devil may throw things at you, but it's not going to stick. It may come, but it's not going to stay. Amen. You know, sometimes I, maybe a critter, especially when you live out in the country, sometimes a critter would come up. And, uh, you know, you can't stay here. I don't care, you know. You, and the worst thing you can do is feed it. <laughs> you know, like that possum comes up and you feed him, he's going to be back. Oh, man. How do I know that? Well, because we used to have a cat, outside cat, Phyllis and I, and it, it let the possum eat its food. It'd just lay there and watch. It was, a, it was the laziest cat I ever seen i mean it was like fat and sassy and lazy we loved it but man it it, it, it didn't even have enough energy to chase the birds off from eating its food it just lay there and the, it lay there in the out you know the, the what do we have outside chairs it just lay there and just lay, lay, hang its head over the edge of the chair and just watch and i'd like i am so ashamed of you really we really we had a new we had a brand new house just built for us and somewhere in that process, mice got in the attic. And they would come down the corner in the garage and go and get in the garage, the corner of the house inside. And they, so I put the cat out there. I thought, this will fix it. I am not making this up. I saw the cat laying there. A mouse comes down and runs across the floor, and she just looks at it. I'm like, I'm too, I'm too lazy. <laughs> You worthless thing, you. Anyway. Now, do you find First John? We can't be that way as believers. I mean, you know, we've got to be active, amen. Look at this, verse 14, and I'm going to close. First John chapter 2, verse 14. John said, I've written to you, fathers, because you've known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you're strong. And the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Wow. They overcame the wicked one because the word of God was abiding in them. Hallelujah. How do we overcome the wicked one today? How many of you know it's the same exact way? By the word of God abiding in us. So you can see why sometimes as a, as a minister trying to help people. It can be frustrating when they don't want to do anything with the Word. I had a couple of ladies one time. Both of them got uh, some physical problems. This isn't, they weren't in this church, so everybody relax. It was another place. I wasn't here yet. But both of them had some physical problems. Now, I think the best book on healing is the Bible, yes. right? Mm -hmm. But in my reading, in my reading, 
The second best book outside of the Bible is a book by F.F. Bosworth called Christ the Healer. It's an older book. And it's just, it's just like 101 on healing. I mean, it's just detailed. And so they're battling sickness. And so, you know, I give one of them the book. She reads it. I give the other one the book, and she doesn't read it. And I go to her house, and there by her stand there, on her stand there, is that book, but it's never been opened. It's never been read. Now, it's very hard for me to help you. I mean, if God wants, if a gift of the Spirit manifests or a miracle happens, then you'll receive your healing and thank God for it. But most of the time, as we're believers, how many know we got to do something? Yeah. we got to pursue the knowledge of God. And I watched this lady, I watched this lady, she, she, uh, she, she died suffering, really. She really did. I watched the other lady die when she was 94 years old, standing up. I didn't see it, but I mean, I'm just, I, this is what happened. I did see the one die suffering, but the one that died, she was 94, standing up, talking, and just fell over. And I thought, I thought about, the scripture says in Psalms, he takes their breath away. That literally means he removes their spirit. He just came down and got her spirit, took her to heaven, and her body fell over. And the guy that was there with her said, she died talking. I thought, well, that was a good chance of that because she liked to talk. But she liked God, too. She liked the Word of God, too. Amen. And I thought, what was the difference here? Same, 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 I'm the same me. I'm the same minister. I'm the same preacher. But one did something with what was made available to them. And one didn't do anything with it. It's like, there's not much I can do now. I mean, it's like if the doctor says, hey, quit eating Twinkies. You better quit. Right? It's like every time I go get a physical or something with my doctor, you know, I love him. He's a good, he's a good Christian brother. But he always tells me the same thing. I want you to get cardio exercise and drink more water. I mean, I could go in there and my arm was hanging off and say, you need more, you need more water. <laughs> and Doc, what about this right here? You think, oh, just more water will fix it. <laughs> Exercise a little bit. It, it needs reattached. Nah, water will fix it. <laughs> so I've told folks, he tells me that every time he sees me. I, you know, I want you to get cardio. I want you to go back to running. And I want you to, you know, drink more water. Get cardio. Well, let me know. The thing of it is, if God gives us a prescription and His Word is our prescription, we should take it. Yeah. Proverbs says, this is it. His Word is health to all of our flesh. The, the, the Hebrew, it's medicine to all of our flesh. I got in my Bible, listen right here, it'll fix whatever ails you. Not just, not just physically, but spiritually, every other way. It'll fix it. Amen. So, how many, how many got something tonight? We need to pursue the knowledge of God. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.